Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, hey, y'all ready for this? So you get the privilege of getting me, Nate, the one and only alone this time. I know we just barely said, hey, Julia is going to be the new host of this. Uh, but a funny set of circumstances went into place. A file was lost. We recorded together. Uh, we don't know where it went. And now Julia is currently out on vacation. So you get me. I guess you have to deal with me for one more episode here. <laughs> okay, so here's what I wanted to say to you. So the original topic that we had brought up with this for, for the episode that we had actually discussed was about AI, specifically chat GPT. Now, you may not or may or may not have heard about this thus far, um, but it's kind of taking the internet by storm right now as I record this. In fact, it's been happening for a few weeks. And so it's kind of interesting because we had recorded that original episode of this and we had talked about it. We played around with the tool a bit. We made some, we'd shared some ideas on it, but it's been, it's almost a positive thing to me in this case that I'm able to come back after a few weeks of additional exposure to this, watching several videos, playing with it myself to add just additional thoughts here. So I just want to give a little background here or a little understanding. If you've never heard of ChatGPT, surely you've heard of AI or artificial intelligence and the, all of the, the, the new wave of content creation, etc. And there's a variety of people um, making predictions about how it will overtake content creation. We've got, so ChatGPT is a predictive text thing. So you can enter a query like, hey, uh, ChatGPT, um, tell me how to put together an armchair. And it will pull out, it will, it will take a variety of data. I don't know the entirety of where its data set is coming from, but it will take and it will put in human language an answer for you. It'll say, okay, first step, take it out of the package. Next step, this, 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 and it will give you a response. Or you could give it another query like, hey, uh, give me a an outline for a YouTube video about uh, painting a canvas with watercolor, but I can't use, and you could just, you can create a string of queries like that, and it can, and it will output an answer, but it will also, and it uses human language, it makes very few grammatical mis errors or mistakes, but it will also, uh, remember previous things you said. So if it gives you an outline for a YouTube video, for example, uh, you, you could follow it up by saying, actually make that same outline, but uh, omit this detail or input this detail. Like I can't use that type of canvas. Give me give me the same outline, but I can't use that type of con canvas. I have to use this one. I'm, I'm revealing my uh, lack of knowledge on watercolor here. <laughs> but I think you get the idea here. So... There's been a lot of predictions going around, a lot of, because it's so hot, a lot of ideas being thrown around about how it's going to, that and similar tools are going to take over the, the world of content creation or how it will affect the world of content creation because it's not just text. Chat GPT is a text format of AI. It's, it's able to output very legible, <laughs> very interesting uh, responses, but there's also image AI that you can input, I, I think, there's one called Mid Journey where you can say, hey, uh, give me an image of shoes that are athletic shoes in a dishwasher in an 18th century style. 
and it will output several images and you can select from them and tweak those images. It's insane. And of course, it goes beyond text and art. It goes beyond, beyond, beyond. There's a lot of different things out there. I just want to give you a little uh, background or lay the groundwork here so you understand what's potentially possible in the space of AI in content creation. So the funny thing here is when I was originally planning on doing this podcast episode for you here, I had actually asked, uh, I think it was Julia, she asked ChatGPT, hey, give me an outline for a podcast episode discussing ChatGPT. And it output, <laughs> I'll give you the clip, cliff notes here. It gave me several bullet points and, it, and we asked for it in bullet point format. And the first one, it, the first output it gave was what is ChatGPT and how does it work? The second was the potential of ChatGPT3 for, for content creation. And the third was how to use it for content creation. And then the fourth was examples of successful content created with ChatGPT. The fifth was limitations of potential ethical concerns of using ChatGPT. And then on and on, it went on to how ChatGPT compares to other AI tools and the future of ChatGPT and its potential impact on the content creation industry. That was pretty amazing to me. Uh, how reasonable how reasonable the things it output based on a single query was and we played around with tweaking it I, we didn't i'm not going to share ex, like all the the additional details on that but it was interesting because there's a reason why so many people are talking about it it is very good but i wanted to address this a few of these questions actually uh, so I addressed how ChatGPT and how it works. I think it's the ultimate, I don't know if irony is the right word here, the ultimate irony that I'm going to use a ChatGPT output outline as I'm talking about ChatGPT. <laughs> That's like inception going on here. Uh, but I did want to talk about the second point here. The potential of ChatGPT and other AI style of tools for content creation, including generating ideas, writing scripts, and entire pieces of content. So I've watched several videos thus far on YouTube about, uh, from creators, um, videos uh, how to create content for YouTube uh, with ChatGPT. And the, the premise of this, uh, I think we, ass we assume whenever we hear the word, at least most people do, and correct me if I'm wrong here, if there's any experts on the space, I, it, I, you can correct me later on this, but in most cases, when we hear AI-generated content, we assume that it will be easier. We assume that. That's the first assumption. And I've watched several videos that, if I'm honest, the clickbait factor on them was this. It was something along the lines of, hey, use AI to create videos in a quarter of the time. And, and then it walks you through, here's my query, here's, here's where I'm going to get my visuals. So I'm going to have my outline here. I'm going to use a robot voice to read the outline. Then I'm going to use another um, service to get visuals and music and audio. And then I'm going to just mix it together using almost an AI-based editor. And then voila, I have an output product based on pretty much any topic that I can query. It can create a video about it. And uh, th so that's one example video of, of a video I've seen. Another one I saw was how he created an entire video or a website with ChatGPT, and then he sold it for $30,000 or something like that. And, and it, it walked through the whole process of, of what that looked like. And there's other videos about writing YouTube scripts with it or coming up with titles with it. And it's, it's no new thing. It's not a new concept here. But based on what I have been seeing thus far, 
I would challenge uh, right off. So first thing, I would challenge the assumption that it's going to be easier to use this. Uh, in most cases, from my experience with it, and even in the cases of other people that have much more experience with it that are creating videos about it, they also they always have to do a considerable amount of human oversight in order to output something that is legible in most cases. The second thing is, are we going to get to the point where I could essentially write a query and have an AI create an entire video or YouTube off of a single query or even a string of queries, or even if we have that human oversight and and it does 95% of the work, 90% of the work, are we going to get to the point where most of the content is like that on YouTube? I'll keep it in the context of YouTube here because there's a lot of industries that could be affected here, but we'll, we'll talk about YouTube here. Uh, personally, I do not think that the, we will reach that point. Here is why. A few pointers here. Um, one is we're all humans. <laughs> we're getting into the realm of what it is to be a human here. But but what I mean here is we can tell, most of us can tell when something that is supposed to be entertaining isn't quite there. There's something off about it. And for so for a tool completely AI generated to produce something that is actually entertaining and not just entertaining because of how bad it is or how poorly the AI did it, but it's actually entertaining on a human to human level, it it will not get to that point. I really do not think it will get to that point uh, for the reasons that I've outlined thus far, but also because from my experience with experimenting with ChatGPT myself, if I were to take an entire script from it, it the content produced by it thus far, again, I'm going off my personal experience here, the content produced from it thus far is inferior to an expert's content. It's inferior because what it's doing is it's pulling from an entirety of a data set and trying to predict what an answer is. It does not verify, and they're very clear with this. It might make mis- it might uh, say offensive things, <laughs> but it also does not verify whether that is true or not. It just goes off of the, da- the data available to it, and it can't give specific facts. It's not capable of that. Now, one could argue that if an entirety of data, if we have a million data points pointing at a certain thing being fact, then therefore that must be fact. But you know very well, we all know this very well, that just because, for example, on, on social media, just because there's you know 10,000 people that's saying, that's, that are saying that one thing is true does not necessarily mean that it's true, right? Uh, so that's one factor. The other factor is because it's pulling from an entirety of content, the answers I got from it were very uh, general, very vague and very general. But it states it, as if it's fact. It's, it, it doesn't, in, in my experience with it, it did not output something saying, now this might not be factual, it just says, this is what it is. For example, the, this chat GPT, the, the data set, I believe goes up to through, what did they say, 2021, July of 2021 or something. And so if you ask it, what's today's date, it will tell you a date in 2021. It doesn't tell you what happened here. Or if you ask it who won the Super Bowl, it, it, won't, it will say something as if it's fact, when in fact it does not know. So that's some of the factors. The other thing is, if you were to ask it, what is the best way, or, or the, what is the best way to, um, 
let's see here, uh, to keep your lawn green year round, it would be able to output something like similar to, I, I don't have it right in front of me here, but it would, it would look like, oh yeah, make sure that in the springtime you apply this certain category of product and then you, you mow it every once, you know, a week and a half. Uh, and then you, during the fall time, you do this to it, but it won't necessarily, it, it's pulling from an aggregate of data, but it won't necessarily be able to tell me with what an expert would be able to tell me. If I were to ask it for YouTube tips, which by the way, I tried asking it for a variety of YouTube, uh, like actual skill sets and tips, and all of the answers were very general. So, so we've got the entertainment factor. We've got the human to human connection thing. The other issue is this generalization thing. And from my experience, the YouTube channels that are looking to shortcut uh, the, the process of creating content, either by uh, not creating something original with the, the entertainment factor or not being an expert or intentionally doing, putting in the extra legwork or showing the ex expertise of 30 years in a certain industry. YouTube channels that do that are at a distinct disadvantage from other channels uh, in most cases. That's not to say that they can't spread and get views, et cetera, et cetera. But in most cases, if an average intelligence audience member finds a piece of content from one channel, that this may, may be more general or we can say AI-generated content. If they find a piece of content from that channel, they may watch it. And if they don't know anything about it, they may say, okay, I think that was helpful. Okay, that, that was good. But the moment they find something that's better from someone that is more likable, from someone that knows more, or from someone that is a human... <laughs> It's a human that that has, can actually create an entertaining piece of content with human to human connection. They will instantly drop the old thing and say, "Oh, that actually wasn't that good. This new thing is so much better." That's been my experience. And so, back to this question of, will it entirely replace content production? An entirely AI generated content production? I don't think it ever will, uh, because of those factors I'm saying thus far and. In most cases, entertainment and teaching can be done with specificity that an AI could not do unless it, unless it had considerable more training, I imagine, um, in, in that specific industry and was very up-to-date. Uh, but even then, there would be nuances, et cetera, et cetera. So I don't think it will 100% replace. However, uh, the additional question is, I don't know if that's a however point here. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. The additional question is, what will it, what will its role be going forward? If if Nate doesn't doesn't think that it's going to completely replace humans, which I don't, then what will be its role? So what we are seeing thus far in the cases of a tool like VidIQ is AI. I don't know how their algorithm works or the AI works, uh, but in the case of in their tool, they have AI generated titles. So when you input a title and it's on the video page on on desktop. You input a title and it can say, it'll say, hey, generate additional title ideas. And from there, it can remix the titles. And I've actually used it a few times because maybe I put something in there. I'm not totally satisfied with the wording on it. And I can generate some additional AI um, title examples based on what I input. And I have selected some of them or said, oh, that's, oh, that's almost it. I'm just going to tweak one or two things. Generating ideas, I found it to be very useful. Uh, similarly, if I am just hitting a roadblock or you are just hitting a roadblock with, 
what, how to go about outlining a video, for example, then inputting a query into something like ChatGPT, I see being very uh, useful. Could say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to make a video about how to, well, I'm just going to use the lawn care example because I think it's hilarious. I, <laughs> I always say that I need help with my, my lawn care uh, because my lawn is, is uh, it's lacking folks. It's, it's missing stuff. But I, I'll, I'm just going to use that example here. So let's say I put in a query. I say, hey, uh, ChatGPT, can you give me an outline for a video on common mistakes that people make when they have their first home with, with caring for their lawn? And it could output some ideas and I can t then take that output, that outline, maybe the bullet points and say, okay, hey, that, that sparked an idea. Oh, okay, I, I like that. That one's actually not true. Or this one, it's good, but if I add my extra level of expertise to it, that'll be, it'll be so much better. Uh, that is where I see it working really well. The, the similarly, if in the realms of imagery, like for thumbnails, if I use something like Midjourney and I said, hey, output me a thumbnail, a YouTube thumbnail example that includes a happy person and a lawnmower uh, with a general bright colors. You can even specify colors. You can do a whole bunch of things and it could output an example. Now, I, in most cases, I, in fact, rarely would I ever just take the image and just paste it on my video. That might be interesting, but rarely I would do that, but it would be good to spark ideas. Uh, similarly, I already mentioned with writing scripts, if you're in the position where with your YouTube channel, you just need help writing scripts, then you can ask it, say, hey, write me a 2000 character script on this topic with these specific parameters, and it could output something, and then you go in and tweak it. Then it is doing part of the legwork for you, and it is helping you out. Uh, those are just some examples of how I, it, I see AI playing a factor in it, in content creation, and it's already happening. So, whether or not you're an AI believer or not, it is already happening. And so it's a matter of, okay, what are we going to adopt? Are we going to adopt it? And if we're not going to adopt it, why specifically are we not going to? That type of thing. Okay, now, uh, as far as the other points on this outline here, how to use ChatGPT for content creation. I'm, this is not a tutorial. I'm not gonna give you that. <laughs> the next one is examples of successful content created with ChatGPT. Uh, you can look it up on YouTube. There's a lot of videos on there already. Uh, but to this next point, the limitations and potential ethical concerns of using it for content creation. So uh, Google ran into the issue a while back uh, where they, it's the issue of YMYL. You've heard me talk about this here on the podcast before. It's your money, your life. And basically what that means is topics that are, if you say, what, does, what are the symptoms of a heart attack? because you might be experiencing the symptoms of a heart attack. And if you were to search on Google and get output an answer that is not scientifically or factually correct, it's just some Joe Schmo that's just giving an opinion, then Google could be in trouble for that. Similarly with money type of topics. And so Google put some things into place a while back where they, they are um, banking on EAT, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Um, and Ricky could explain this a lot more. I'm just saying this to give some context for what I'm about to say here. Uh, so there are checks and safeguards in place to make sure that a piece of content is verified by an expert, by a professional. And so ChatGPT is neither an expert nor a professional. It is just taking a generality of the content available and outputting an answer. But it does not fact check it. 
It also does not, and from my experience, it does not give any indication of how accurate that information might be. It just states it. And it can be easy to look at that and think, well, that's just the answer, right? That, that's just the, the, the result. So if content creation, uh, if AI plays a larger role in content creation going forward and into the future, there will need to be some additional fact-checking in place. And so, again, hearkening back to my response, of, uh, will, it, will you be able to create entire pieces of content out of it that are good? Uh, that's another factor that make it a not as likely to be able to do an entire piece of content out of it because it, it needs to be checked somehow. Uh, there has to be some human verification of what it is outputting. That's the other point I wanted to bring up there. And then, uh, in addition, the ethical things, it, it, it cannot, and they have this as a big warning when you try to use the tool, it may output things that are offensive or that are, are uh, based off of, again, an entirety of data that, that not everybody might agree with uh, because of belief systems, etc. And so that is another factor to take into account. Now to this last point I wanted to to make here about the future of it and uh, ChatGPT and other AI tools in the content creation industry. I think, uh, this, again, I'm going off of opinion here, It the, the indicators seem to be that it's just going to keep going forward and I'm going to take an educated guess here and say that more and more creators are going to be using it in their content creation and it will give some quote-unquote, unfair advantages to some content creators if they use it effectively, if for no other reason than saving time in ideation. That's the primary place I see it. In ideation, script writing, and just coming up with ideas, uh, that's the primary place I see it currently being useful. That's not to say it can't evolve in the future. So, I see, yeah, more and more creators using it, and because of that, it's probably going to get more regulations uh, worldwide. Uh, if you're in the U.S. or, or subject to the U.S., uh, like the YouTube laws in the U.S., etc., there might be more regulations. We might potentially have um, some sort of similar to how we have a checkbox for made for kids or checkbox for I received payment for this. We might have something in there. Uh, checkbox, I know this is kind of going on a limb here, but a checkbox of like this was I verify that I made at least a certain percentage of this piece of content uh, just for verification purposes. Because what I, I can say with certainty is YouTube and other social media platforms and Google, etc., they don't want a huge wave of garbage content output. They do not want that. And uh, it's it's going to be either from a like a legal standpoint, safeguards that way, or just an audience reaction standpoint. Something is going to need to happen so that we don't get a huge wave of just awful generic content. So to the next point, is it going to completely take over all content creation? No, I do not think so. And no, I don't think it ever will for the reasons I've stated thus far. And in most cases... Human-created content, especially on YouTube, will still be far superior. So I'm going to invite you to not buy into, if there's any craze, if you're, if you're seeing a lot of these videos, like, hey, content, AI content on YouTube is going to take, it o- take over. I do not think that is going to be the case. I also don't want you to buy into the, the it's the same thing as a get-rich-quick thinking, <laughs> the thinking that somehow AI is going to take all of the thinking 
or the the skill sets that you need to make content out of it, it's it's going to do it for me. Yay, it's easy. I could just input some stuff and it will make a video for you. Nine times out of 10, that video will be inferior to other content. And so I know no, nobody listening to this is going to go that route. I just wanted to, I just had to say it just, just because. So, it, so it's said. Uh, so there you go. There's a bit of a discussion on the realms of AI. It'd be interesting if you have had any experiences with it generating AI content or uh, various tools. In fact, it might be cool to start if you have if you have experience with using some AI tools and what they've done for you versus what they've not done for you or mistakes they've made, etc. Be cool to hear about it in the Project 24 community. So you can go in there, start a thread, or see if there are any threads currently happening in there. Uh, so go check those out, and we'll see you next time. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but is not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.